0: Live from Fort Bragg's backyard, this is the show that put the 110 Nation on the map. There is only one nation, the 110 Nation, and you're listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show, covering each and every sport across the board. There is no sport too large or too little. It's time to talk the talk. Here Here we go. go. Here's the man, the founder, and your host, Mr. CJ Sports. It's the One Ten Nation Sports Show. I'm your host, Mr. CJ Sports. You can follow me at Mr. CJ Sports. You can follow the One Ten Nation at One Ten Nation. Check us out on Facebook, my personal fan page. I'm, your, I'm just making sure the audio comes through. I didn't mean to get myself interrupted there. Um, and I'll explain here in a second. But you guys can uh, follow me on my personal fan page, Mr. CJ Sports, the One Ten Nation fan page, One Ten Nation Sports. Check out the site, www.the110nationsports.com, for all the latest going on here at the 110 Nation. Glad to be here on this Wednesday night. I'll explain why I was not here on Tuesday night. But back to the echo and everything. Um, Ever since I've connected everything in the new studio, the volume has not been where I need the volume to be, and it sounds very low. Um, so while I am figuring out, which I think I might have just figured out why, because I turn down the audio on the computer every time I do a show, yeah, very low. and see it's it's playing now. Um, but I turn down the audio on the computer so I don't have notifications coming in and making a bunch of noise. Um, but my stuff is connected through a soundboard to uh, through a USB to the computer. And when I highlight on the speaker, it shows what I think is that soundboard, the name of the soundboard. So it's a good possibility when I turn it down, it is turning the volume down of the soundboard, which therefore makes it sound real low. Um, And I'm gonna play with that later on. Um, So I'm thinking that's the possibility, but I went out and got a headset um, so I could have better quality shows. Um, and you guys can hear me uh, much better, and so I wanted to make sure. And i have play with it a couple times here just to make sure. Uh, but I want, so I, yeah, I want to make sure that it's, it's playing good. I want to make sure that uh, it was good quality sound, um, so I didn't waste uh, waste time doing the show for no reason. Um, but with us being on iTunes and us being on iHeartRadio Radio and Google Podcast and um all these other different uh platforms that we are on, Stitcher, uh Block Talk Radio, Spreaker. Um the, the list kind of goes on and on and on and on and on. I wanted to make sure that um we had um great quality um, great quality shows and Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeart. Google Podcasts, like I said. Um I want to make sure that we still had great I had a great quality show um and um we weren't hurting ourselves um on the uh weren't hurting us on the uh um, quality with being on these different platforms. Um as we do we've got to upgrade our um Quit playing with this. Um, reason I was not on the show Tuesday night, why we didn't air. We'll figure this out later. Why we didn't air on Tuesday night for the 110 Nation Sports Show. Um, you know, it's crazy. Um, in my day job, I, I went from being in a store that was a low-profile store, even though we were, like, we were number one in, like, every category in growth. Um in the store I was at, we were still considered a low profile store. We were a little corner store um, with four pumps, um, smallest cubic foot. Um originally was an eighteen hour store, our sales made it where we became a twenty four hour store. But uh we were a low profile store. So what I mean by that is anytime the president of the company or the VP of the company or the the president of the VP of the region um, or even a lot of times a regional um, regional manager, we call them RDOs, uh, regional directors of operation, um, came to town, you know, our boss, my, we call market managers, but our district managers, um our district manager, wouldn't tell us, we eventually caught on, but wouldn't tell us which stores that they weren't coming to and had us all get prepared because you never know what stores they're going to come to which they know what store. That's what's great about this the uh, district manager, or market manager, he just straight up on honest. on his nose, the four stores that are being visited today. Well, I went from being a low profile store to a very high profile store. I went from taking a store over 15 months ago that was doing about 35 grand a week to now we're doing 60 grand a week, where I was not even, I don't think, top five in our particular market. Um, In overall sales to be in the number one store in our market in overall sales. Um, I don't even know where we're at in fuel sales, but we are number eight um, in the entire region, um, the whole Midwest, um, in fuel sales. Uh, So we're a very high-profile store. We were one of the first stores to roll out the new food program. Um, We're the test market and a lot of different things that the company is trying and is going to implicate. Um, we're also the first to have the pull tab machines, uh, one of the few, uh, newer stores that have the brand new lottery vending machine, um, one of the very first stores to have the Bitcoin machines. There's just a lot of things going on. Um, so last night when I finally got off at, um, around Stachish, I came home, um, got showered, got relaxed. Um probably caught a good 30-45 minutes of TV and I was out. I was out before Showtime. I knew I was not going to make it to Showtime. Um, and I also knew that I had to get up and be back to, at work first thing in the morning. So I was ready for this visit um, from the Vice President of the region and the Regional Directors of Operations. and. My market manager and everything else, which we had a excellent ride. Um, they were uh, uh, very complimentary on my sales, very complimentary on how great the store looked, very complimentary on my staff and everything going on. So got to be thankful for that. Um, I did want to be at work at 3 o'clock this morning. I didn't get there till about 3.30, which I ended up kicking myself in the ass because about 3.20 we had what we called a beer run. Someone came in, grabbed three cases of beer and took off. Um, it's a very common thing. We're right by the highway, unfortunately. Um, my assistant manager did get the plate number, so kudos to her. Um, I'm doing paperwork. I have the cameras up. Usually, I don't uh, keep the camera on our beer cave on because we don't sell beer at until 5:30, 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, but I went ahead and kept the beer cave camera on today as part of the nine cameras that I had on out of the 20 cameras we got going on inside the store. <laughs> And at 5 o'clock, I was like, wow, there's somebody uh, in the beer cave. I said, uh, he's getting beer. It looks like another beer run. And I come running from out the office in the back of the store, yelling to my food person and my assistant manager that uh, you got a beer run going on right now. Everybody's looking around. And sure enough, the same guy that got us for three cases of beer at 320 this morning, Was trying to get us for three more of the exact same cases, uh, two Bud Light, one Modella, a beer run. I don't know who needs six cases of beer in an hour and a half stretch from 3.30 to 5. He tried to play dumb and was like, what, It's 6 o'clock I could buy beer. My first all was 5 o'clock and second of all, those are the exact same three beer case combination that you stole earlier. You ain't trying to buy no beer. Then I went ahead and followed him outside and informed him that I was double checking the license plane number that we did give the police earlier in our police report so hopefully that gives him an indication that we know who he is we have his license plane number and maybe he won't decide to do that again so we'll find out beer runs had slowed down my last audit which happened while I was out injured in the middle of last month uh, we were sixteen hundred dollars short Um, so beer runs were a very bad thing for us and, uh, hurts, hurts us a lot. So, uh, we'll see. But anyway, we didn't come to talk, uh, work. We didn't come to talk daytime job. We come to talk sports. So I'm going to do one more mic check on this and make sure we got, uh, good signal. but anyway, we didn't come to talk, uh, work. We We do. We got it. We got it. So we're good. So just wanted to make sure that, um, Uh, make sure we got the volume going. We got the studio up. I'm going to go ahead and shut down the replay. Um, make sure you guys jump over to www.110NationSports.com. Um, I talked about uh, the uh, Sam Darnold to the Panthers trade. Um, like I said in uh, my little uh, piece there, uh, most of my phone is blown, blown up from anybody in North Carolina. Um, in the 15 months that I've been back in Ohio, a lot of upset uh, Panther fans down there. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, the Panthers uh, traded um, for Sam Darnold um, from the New York Jets and returned for a draft pick this year. And two draft round or two, um, I don't know why I want to say draft rounds, two draft picks, Um, In the 2022 um, draft, so uh, um, I don't feel that you're getting much of an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I was never a big fan of Teddy Bridgewater. I never um, really thought that Teddy Bridgewater would really mount to much. He hasn't. Um, and I, I feel the same way about Sam Arnold. I don't think that Sam Arnold is going to mount to much. Um, you can blame it on the Jets, but like uh the key Believe had uh made uh mentioned, you know, you're you're drafted um by the worst team, first pick and, and, and high draft picks to go in and help turn the team around and that's what your are drafted, so you know you know what you're getting into when he did not have the success that uh the jets thought they were going to have the jets um get the sixth round pick in this draft and they get a second and fourth round selection in the 2022 draft um this year's uh sixth round pick will be the 226 pick so in, in hindsight the Carolina Panthers didn't give up a lot, um, but I, I think they still gave up too much, and at the end of the day, now you just gave up three draft picks for quarterbacks that um, hasn't proven anything, Um and instead of either using those draft picks to draft drafts up... um. Draft up to draft a a, a a quarterback that you you can invest in and, and draft up and get at a cheaper rate. Um, as you know, they you got Carolina is going to have to weigh in on whether or not they're going to um, take the fifth year option for 2022. Uh, predetermined amount is 18.8 million, fully guaranteed. Um, I just, even though it's not a lot to give up—a second and a fourth round um, of 2022, and the sixth pick this round, which was like the 226 pick—you still gave up three picks of what would be going towards your future, going towards you rebuilding and putting team together, and I, I don't think that the three picks were worth it. I just really don't. Also uh, we uh, just dropped a press release um for uh Jordan Anderson Racing. Um is Howie DiSaviano the third will be making his NASCAR Camping World Truck series debut at Richmond. So make sure you guys jump over, and check that out. I will also uh be doing my homework and uh work on getting things ready for the um the draft. So uh I will be uh put my my thoughts and uh, um, my opinions um, on the site, so make sure you guys jump over there and check them out. I I get really tired of this whole for sure thing. It seems like every time you um, read an article, turn on a show, open a magazine, You you see the headline and the conversation of Trevor Lawrence being a for sure thing. First of all, there's and even in front of this magazine I'm looking at right now from Athlon Sports NFL Draft, the sure thing, the sure thing prospect, number one prospect, Trevor Lawrence. One, I, I, in my entire lifetime, forty three years, I can't recall a player that I ever felt going into the NFL was a for-sure thing. Now, the closest thing that – I'm not going to say closest thing to a for-sure for thing, but the last time we had this whole conversation, uh, the best thing since John Elway, um, then the basically calling him the for-sure thing was Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck wasn't even the best quarterback in Colts history. No longer a for sure thing, or the, the, this quarterback that is, is above and beyond everybody else. So one, the whole conversation about a for sure thing is a conversation, and I, I just get tired of hearing. I hate the whole conversation of the for sure thing because there there is no such thing as a, a for sure thing ever. But once again, and for those that have listened to my my show at all, um, and, and speaking of which, I want to jump into this real quick before we uh, before I forget. Next Thursday night, or next Thursday, April fifteenth, we will actually have hit our ten, our uh, ten, no, yeah, ten year mark. I don't know why I was going to say 15, 10-year mark, 10 years of doing this. The 110 Nation has been around. It is hard to believe um, that uh, we've been around for 10 years. But next Thursday hits it. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it on Monday night's show, Race Chat Live, as uh, I make mention of it, let the guys remember. Um, and, of course, next Tuesday night on our show as well. But for those that you know, Trevor Lawrence is for sure a thing. Talking about uh, 39 games, he 37 and two. Which okay, you you could almost say that sounds like a for sure thing. 37 wins out of 39 games. That that sounds pretty for pretty for sure, I guess. Except when you break it down, you know, let's let's talk about those 37 wins uh, out of those 39 games. Um, we're not going to mention the the two losses, the Ohio State and Alabama. Um, let's talk about third 26. What is what is 26, C.J.? 26 of those 37 wins are against ACC teams. Um, That would be like the equivalence of bragging uh, about any team in the MAC 10. Talking about. any quarterback saying they won 26 times against a MAC conference team or a conference USA team or a Pac-12, um, it, it would be like it would be like Ohio State bragging uh, uh, about beating your local high school varsity team. Like come on, it's the ACC. You played the likes of the Blue, the Duke Blue Devils, Carolina, North Carolina State, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, Boston College. I mean, come on. Are you serious? This, this 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 is your whole for sure thing here. Next three three you got three more that takes you to twenty nine out of thirty seven against non conference non major conference competition. Um, Furman, Wolford, and Citadel. Do we even know what states those are? Those colleges even playing? I um, mean, next one we we actually have a couple. We actually have a couple major conferences that, that they did beat on. Um, Sun I do not even. Uh, or where is the Sun Belt considered a conference? Must be somewhere down south because it was Georgia Southern. But obviously Georgia Southern is not going enough to be part of the SEC, so you beat what was equivalent to a high school football team. Um, then you beat up on a team in Conference USA. You beat Charlotte. So now we, we've gotten 31 of your 37. Next one is Ohio State um, in the uh, 2019 Fiesta Bowl with one of the most controversial and worst calls ever in bowl history um, to help get them to win. And the SEC referees setting up an lsu Clipson matchup that uh, LSU, it was LSU and Ohio State that beat uh, Trevor Lawrence, not Alabama, I'm sorry, Uh, but set up that um, opportunity. Um, for LSU to beat the the breaks off of uh, Clemson instead of having Ohio State play um, LSU and been a better matchup. Uh, four of those uh, wins came against SEC teams, two of them Texas a or twice South Carolina, once Texas A&M, that were unranked in garbage, and then one time Texas A&M that was ranked 12th. And then, of course, they did beat Alabama in the national title game that one year. Um, in 2018, um, again, say injured, plagued, and we all know how much I hate Alabama, so, you know, I'm not ever sticking up for Alabama. Um, so that's your for sure thing. That's why I'm so tired of hearing about Trevor Lawrence. And, oh, he's a for sure thing. He was 758, 1138 for 10,098 yards, 90 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, 43 sacks. Um, but you play nobody. That's just like that's just like the blue Duke, the Duke Blue Devils or Carolina on a normal year. We're not going to talk about the last two years. We're not going to definitely talk about this year where Baylor Baylor end up winning the national championship and giving Kazaga the first loss in the championship game tonight. Um, hell of a season for Kazaga, though. Um, even that overtime thriller to get him into the national title uh, championship game. Um, but in a normal year, that, that just like. The Duke Blue Devils or UNC of college basketball they normally beat up on everybody. Um let's 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 not start let's not let's call an ace and ace and spade a spade. There's not a there's not a for sure thing in, in this, this draft. Um and, and Trevor Lawrence, I'm sorry, is the farthest thing from ever being labeled as the for sure thing. Um, I I don't know. I guess I'm a little bit different. I am not entirely pr- impressed with this this whole quarterback field they're talking about. Um, this would be like the second time um, that we got three um, quarterbacks going one two. or uh, This would be the third time. We two so other times. One two three are projected to be quarterbacks. Um, whether it's Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson or if it's Mac Jones in the middle of that or Trey Lance in the middle of that anyway which way you you, you spin and I'm really not impressed with the quarterback field. I um, mean sadly enough next year's quarterback field is even weaker and less impressive. Uh but I am I'm, I'm far from impressed with this quarterback field. Um you you're, you're selling me you're trying to sell me on this whole Trevor Lawrence being a for-sure thing, i just not impressed with it. Um, you say what you want to say, being a Buckeye fan, um, you, you got Justin Fields, who went 20-2, and two, 5,701 yards, um, percentage completion was better than 68.4, 67 touchdowns in one, basically one and a half less seasons. As you're talking about 36 versus 22 um, games. Only nine interceptions and only, uh, they didn't even put his sacks on her. I'm not even sure why they didn't put his sacks on her. Um, outrushed Trevor Lawrence and had more rushing touchdowns than Trevor Lawrence in 14 less games. Really just outperformed in a better conference. Um, but once again, I'm I, I'm only holding so much weight into that because you're you you have those those matchups, you, you play those Toledo's, you play those weak teams, even your few weak teams in the Big Ten. I'm not not real impressed with Zach Wilson. i um, 19 and nine, a little over 7,500 yards, 56 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Um, 600 rushing, years, 642, but 600 rushing yards. Really not impressed. 19 and 9 record um, out there for BYU. Not even that tough of a uh, conference. Um, so I'm not really sold on that. Trey Lance, another name is being thrown around. Did go 17 and 0, only threw for 2,900 yards. Um, Really, actually, he just threw for 2,700, almost 2,800 yards in one season. Um, First season, he uh, only threw for 12 yards, so basically uh, didn't really throw at all. And uh, last season with COVID, they only played one game, so not a lot to throw. Talk about in that 30 touchdowns, one interception. Um, But you played out there in North Dakota State, even a weaker conference. Um, just not, not impressed. And then the whole Mac Jones thing, that that has been one of those, those topic of conversations a lot, um, for the fact that Mac Jones played on a team that never, never was uh, behind in the second half of a football game, had the best wide receivers played in a program that he really didn't have to be athletic, really honestly, didn't have to be that accurate of a quarterback either. Um, With the talent of the wide receiver and the receiving um position, um, you kinda just kinda just had to throw it up there. Your um um your receivers kinda did the rest of the work. Um it was sixteen and one, six sixty one hundred yards, fifty six touchdowns, seven interceptions. Um, only forty I talk about not not athletic at all, forty two only forty two rushing yards. Um, now so on and so everybody talks about this this class and oh the top three are gonna be quarterbacks only the third time this has ever happened and you know, next year the the quarterback position, the the quality of quarterbacks and the projection um is so much weaker, this, that and the other and i i this year's really nothing to brag about. Um, this is this is not something that you you got Justin Fields which I, I wish that he would have spent another good quality year at Ohio State um he really didn't play much his first year out there in Georgia played the last two years last year was a shortened season um I wish he would have came back for his senior season and um seen what would have ha- what could have happened with the uh, two Full-length seasons and really just kind of gave gave the uh, um, scouts and GMs and head coaches something really to look at versus kind of a season that fell short due to a, a controversial call, then a COVID nineteen shortened season that ended with you losing to Alabama. Um, and, in a lopsided defeat. I, I just wish it would have went, I, I wish that he would have stayed. Um, and, and then you have a bunch of variables. You, you got San Francisco with the third pick. Uh, really that's who they're projecting to be the other quarterback that makes it out of the five or so quarterbacks that, you know, we're talking about with Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach uh, Wilson, Trey Lance, and of course, Mac Jones, um, Outside of that, things really start to kind of fall apart when you when we talk about the quarterback position. Um, as of course you're going to have a couple of that are going to fall into that that third, fourth, fifth, even sixth round. And one of them possibility as we we've seen, probably even far back is Tom Brady, who was drafted in the sixth round, 199th overall pick, whatever it was. Um, even um, uh, Dak Prescott in the fourth, what fourth round. Um, there there's always uh, russell wilson was third round, so we we know that there there's a possibility that one of these quarterbacks drafted this year um that get drafted sometime after i don't know third fourth round or so may may make it may fall into an opportunity may fall on the team that they've got the perfect uh the perfect uh, um, um player-coach, play-scheme combination that uh, makes them look good, uh, makes them feel comfortable. But I I just, I don't see what is so special about this class, even being a die, like I said, even being a diehard Ohio State Buckeye fan, I don't see what everybody's oohing and on and on, and and like I said, I'm beyond tired of hearing about this quote-unquote for sure thing. I've um, got some interesting running backs coming out this year. You've got uh, Clemson's tra- uh, Travis Etani. Um, You've got Najee Harris coming out of Alabama. you got Javante Williams coming out of Carolina. Um, Kenneth Gainwell coming out of Memphis. Shubba Hubbard out of Ohio State. or I'm sorry, out of Oklahoma State. Michael Carter out of Carolina as well. Um, just a lot of uh, great cor- uh, running backs. Um. Don't. The only. The only sad thing is I mean, unless you're Nick Chubb and um. Uh, why I, I can see this combination. Um. Why I'm drawing a blank being a Browns fan, but that the cream hunt. Um. Unless you're that combination, or maybe one or two other running backs in the NFL. Um. NFL has just kind of been the running back in the NFL has just not been a thing. Um, I can't see too many running backs being taken early. And he got some decent receivers. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I just This whole for sure thing is just killing me with this. Um, don't forget, Monday night right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network, we got Race Chat Live with Chris Craig and Taz. Um, great show, uh, great laugh, great guest um, they they have been booking it with guests and and it's been uh, hillbilly racing was on this last week um, so if that tells you anything um, I think it was the week before um, the driver his daughter was getting ready she's been crew chiefing for the team she's getting ready an opportunity to uh, do some racing it was an interesting interview. And I know they got a bunch of drivers scheduled um, coming up. So make sure you guys tune in to that. That is Race Chat Live right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network, 8 p.m. So you guys don't miss that. Like I said, uh, you guys can uh, follow us on Twitter, at 110 Nation. Like us on Facebook, um, the 110 Nation Sports. Make sure you guys check out the site, www.the110nationsports.com, for all the latest. Um, Talked about the San Bradford deal, uh, San Bradford being traded to Carolina um, to the, from the Jets for a six-round pick this year, which was pick 266, and then the second fourth round of the 2022 draft. Um, and we got a press release out of Jordan Racing, um, that uh, um, Jordan Anderson Racing that we put out there. Um and of course I'm gonna be uh, talking about the uh the uh NFL drafting and you guys ready for that. So, baseball did a thing over this last week. Um they they decided um uh, that it was in their best interest and this kills me um in their best interest to move the all star game out of Atlanta. Due to <laughs> Due to the fact that Georgia um, kind of upped their game on voter voter registration, basically, You're, we're, we're good. They're they're kind of the front runners of making sure that we have a fair and honest election. No more of illegal votes, false votes made-up votes, votes found out of nowhere, boxes of votes delivered in the middle of the night. Georgia is setting setting the bar that that the next election is going to be fair, honest. Those that are legally allowed to vote, your votes are going to count. Anybody that is not legally allowed to vote um, or is not registered, you're not going to vote. You're going to have an ID, and you're going to do this the legal way. Baseball didn't like that. The same baseball that, if you go to their game, you have to show your ID to use your tickets from will call. So it's not important to you to make sure that the election for the highest position in this free land, the, the, the president of the United States, it's it's not in your mind. It, it is not right for it to be enforced that it is done fair that every legal vote is counted and every everybody has to verify who they say they are but it is required to verify you say who you are to get your tickets at will call i mean let's let's not be a hypocrite now let's just if if you major league baseball you feel that IDs and to prove you are who you say you are is not a necessity to be able to do one of the most important things in the United States. And I think I should be able to walk up and say my name is Joe Blow and you give me some freaking tickets, and that'd be the end of it. I mean, come on now, let's, let's not be a, let's not have a double standard. Let's not be hypocrites about this. And then as a matter of fact, while I'm in there and my 14-year-old son or 17-year-old son or even my 10-year-old son decided they want to get a beer, don't ask for an ID. I mean, that would be very hypocritical of you to ask that ID to prove that they are who they say they are and the age of who they say they are, but it not be right to validate and prove you are who you are to vote on the, the most important position in the entire United States. Like you, you can't, you can't have a double standard about this baseball. And, and fortunately there's not that many idiots out there in the world. And there's a lot of people upset about major league baseball and moving, um, this election. And, and there's even some of those on that side of the aisle that are upset that your democratic leaders out there couldn't keep their mouths shut and, and, kind of provoked Major League Baseball to do this, and now ATL is out of all this money, all that money that would have been brought in for an all-star game to help kind of re-jumpstart an economy that has been suffering. Just like most economies ever since this COVID-19, um ever since this this new um, presidential um taking over the White House and the market being as horrible as it is, and jobs being lost and gas prices being up and unemployment taking record going back up to record highs and everything else that is that has happened um this was just one more hit to this whole um agenda, um, as baseball decides they're gonna relocate, um, the all star game, um, to prove some kind of point. Um, I'm not I'm not quite sure the point being made because Georgia stood the ground. They're they're gonna continue to make sure that um they do everything they can to ensure that we have a fair and honest election and Major League Baseball you screwed yourself nothing has changed on that part and as a matter of fact you look like a real ass because you you all ups and arms about an ID and proven you are who you say you are, but then you require IDs on alcohol sale and tickets that will call and everything else that you require an ID when it comes to a major league baseball event. Um, I, I don't quite get it. I don't quite. I'm not quite sure. I understand really what was going through their minds when all this. Um, was going on right from the com site. Um, group and hospitality tickets left at Will Call will be held under one person's name, and that person will need a picture ID to pick up their tickets. Unfortunately, we do not have tickets under a company name or with a guest list. So you just can't say, I'm here with Budweiser, or you just can't say, you know, I'm – Joe Smith on that list, or just happen to know somebody's name um, that's on a list. You gotta have an ID. You gotta prove, and, and that ticket's under one person's name. I, 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 I'm not. What? What? Why? How? Is <laughs> beyond me. Um, but yes, that that happened over this last week, and it's, it's got a lot of people. One, it's got a lot of people upset, and you, you got it, it's easy to say, especially for us in the media. And you got you get a lot of players that get all out, been out of shape, and you know that you swear they they got um, rotted. With a a, a a a sexual toy that is like looped up with peroxide or something, and and, and it's burning or something—I don't know—but it's easy for us to sit here and talk about. This is why you keep sports and politics separated, and it, and it is. And you know, I I I don't necessarily get down to just dribble and the kind of get into the root part of it, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of where we're at, and, you know, I, I tell people when I, I talk about this, when I talk about it, look, this, this is what I do to get way from the world. You know, when, when I tune in to the, the Monday night show, sometimes I get on and throw my two cents. Most of the time I just tune in or I will be, you know, wrapping up the night. Uh, for those that don't know my schedule, I get up 3 o'clock in the morning. I've got to be at work at 4 o'clock in the morning. So it gets to be about 8 o'clock or so. It, most nights it's a struggle. Um, I caught a 30, 45-minute nap earlier today, Um, but most days it's a struggle to make it to to 9 o'clock. So if I'm not on the show, it's even more of a struggle. Mondays is kind of a struggle because Saturday and Sunday you kind of sleep in a little bit, you up a little bit later, so then Monday when that alarm clock goes off at 3 o'clock and then it's go, go, go. By the time 8 o'clock, I, you know, I tune in. I call in the show. I listen to it for a good 30, 45 minutes. Sometime make it to 9 o'clock. Um, I join the chat room and, you know, kind of throw my two cents on a couple of different things. Kind of let the guys know I'm tuned in and listening. Um, Then I kind of, uh, I'm on, you know, I'm out. And then Tuesday nights, usually Tuesday nights, You know, I kind of catch my nap, and then, therefore, I can make it till 9 o'clock when I get off the show. I've already showered, changed, ready for bed. Uh, Most nights, usually, I go ahead and just lay down and get alarm set and call it a night. Um, Tonight, I, I might start working on highlighting a few things and start working on, um this nfl draft is we're right around the corner from that and i'm just getting started on uh, getting my take and breaking down things um but uh if not then i uh, will be doing that i'm um, usually wednesday night church night um i've been going to classes the last three four weeks men's class um tonight was just regular service so it wasn't such a horrible thing that i stayed tonight and did the show uh since i missed it last night due to work and Usually, Thursday night, I try to get some door dashing in. If not, I chill Thursday and Friday night after work. um It's weird being bed by. Nine, ten o'clock most Friday nights, um, usually laying down sometime like 7.30, 8 o'clock, especially in Ohio. It wasn't so weird in North Carolina when it got dark by 8.30, but here in Ohio in the summertime, it's 9.30, o'clock before it gets dark. Most nights, especially this summer, right? here we are even late March, for the beginning of April, it's 8.30, almost 9 o'clock, and it's still light outside. So uh, most nights, it's still light outside when I actually lay down. Um, And then you roll on the Saturday, which I usually tend to ends up being a thing where we go to the gym first thing and then I DoorDash all day. So usually that's the only day I get to DoorDash. So I try to get a good five, six hours in um, and, and make the car payment and a couple other things I need to make. And then Sundays, usually church and then either sports or DoorDash or both. Uh, fortunately this week, the race is on Saturday night, so I can get out, do the gym, go DoorDash, be back for the race. And that means I get some DoorDash time in on Sunday. And, uh, you know, that's the end of the week. Um, and then, you know, we got gym where we can hit after work. Um, so it's kind of a hectic and, and so making it until nine o'clock at night. Um, so now I got to really get back into the of getting the site stuff on there and everything and, and get some work on that. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's easy to sit there and, and talk about keeping politics when it comes to basketball players um, and football players. And that, that, honestly, that's what's turned me off a lot of things, is why I'm not really been big on the whole basketball thing. It being so political, them promoting um, the, these racist hate groups like Black Lives Matter and stuff. And I understand uh, not everybody in BLM is racist and, and, and hateful, but majority of it is. And what was supposed to be a, a good thing and a thing to kind of bring awareness has turned into a really just distasteful, hateful um, rioting situation that makes them no better than any other hate group out there Um you got college basketball, and you got a, a writer at USA Today. I'm um, talking uh, about. Um, I talked about on the last show that uh, college, um, Robertson, um, that was um, a college base. How they shouldn't be there because they they don't conform to the worldviews and it, it, everything becomes. This is what I. Sp- when I, when I sit down, I'm back to my original point. I was trying to remember what my original point. When I sit down on Monday night for that 30, 45 minutes and listen to sports and when I'm on this show for an hour and when I sit and watch different events, um, Saturdays, as a matter of fact, the girls' um, soccer, um, I'm hoping it stays very unpolitical. Unfortunately, it's starting to get a little political because I love watching Women's USA. I mean, there's nothing better to me than watching our women kick, kick everybody's ass, and, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, I love watching them play. Um, that's my opportunity to, to kind of put the world issues to the back of my mind, the the po- politics, the, the the hate, the racism, the everything going on negative in this world. Um, I use sports to block that out. Um, I I tune in, and Ms. Brandy, you know, was uh, talking to me. You know, you you, you talk about, you know, different political things here and there. Because how's that different than you talking about athletes doing that? Well, first of all, people tune in to listen to me talk. People tune in to get my opinions on different things sport-related and things that affect sports, and it's an opinionated show. It's different than me turning on the Lakers and game, and then have to listen to LeBron get political. I didn't turn the game on to listen to his thoughts and opinions. I turned the game on to watch him play a game. Um, and the same with the NFL. I, I, I don't turn the game on to, to listen to this player or that player give their their two cents or thoughts on this political view or this religious you know religious. I don't know why I keep saying religion, religion view or this, you know, whatever, I tune the game in or tune it on to watch them play a football game. If I want to listen to LeBron James's political thoughts and opinion, I would turn on, you know, he had, what, a, a podcast show or whatever, the barbershop, um, or I would tune in to listen to him on his Facebook live feeds or Instagram or if he had podcast that if I want to ha- get his opinions on things that's when I would do it but I, I tune tune on tune into these sporting events these different games it would be an NBA game an NFL game um a NASCAR race whatever the event may be I tune those on turn tune uh, turn those on and tune in to watch a game, to watch a race, to watch an event, not to get everybody's political stance and views and everything else. And that's the big difference. And that's what I had to break down to to Miss Brandy was there's a difference between someone it, tuning into an uh, tuning into a, opinionated talk show about sports and things that affect sports and things that are going on in the sports world versus tuning into an NBA game. Um, and have to listen to someone give their political thoughts and opinions and stance when that's not what I tune that in for. And, and that's, you know, back to my original point. That's why I tune into these things. That's that's what is great about doing this show. But right, the last forty nine minutes, I I've blocked out everything. I have no social media open in front of me. I have no knowledge, of anything going on. Nobody's political stance. No, nobody's anything. Um, and, and most days when I I don't have necessarily all the topics in front of me, normally I don't even have social media. I might have ESPN popped up, I might have Yahoo Sports popped up, and I might have another news outlet or so, um, and, and some, some other things in front of me. But usually I I'm not even on the social media to kind of spend that hour and be able to just kind of escape from all that. Escape from the job. The job knows not to call me. I have my show. This is, you know, from this time to this time. I will not answer the phone. And if they try calling, I end up texting them back, look on the show. You've got to text me. Let me know what you need. Or call one of my two assistants. Um, family knows, look, this is the time frame I'm doing the show. Don't interrupt this. The world, world just kind of into the background. I get an opportunity to just focus, talk and think about sports or when the sport or, you know, races on a football game on that. And, and that's the way it should be. And that's the way I want it to be. And, and so where I'm not going to get to the point where I, I sit there and say, um, you know, they just need to just shut up and dribble or just play the game because I, I don't necessarily feel that it needs to be said in such a negative way. And, and in a way it sounds rude. But at the end of the day, ultimately, that's kind of where we're at when it comes to all this because we don't tune in to get your political views. We don't tune in to get your your, your thoughts on women versus men, devil versus God, Republican versus Democrat. Um, at the end of the day, we don't. At the end of the day, we tune in to see who's going to win the NBA Finals, who's going to win the Super Bowl, who's going to win the Stanley Cup. Um, who's going to be your Major League Baseball champions? I mean, who's going to be your NASCAR Cup Series champion? Ultimately, at the end of the day, that's, and we tune in to catch all the drama and the games that lead up to that. And when I say drama, um, I'm talking about you know the best of series, the the Boston uh, Boston Red Sox against the uh, the Yankees throughout the season, and then even potentially into the playoffs or your your Browns and the Steelers, or even the Ravens and the Steelers have become really good. Um, uh, basketball-wise, Clippers versus the Lakers, or this year, Brooklyn and Lakers, or whatever the case may be, you know, the drama that revolves around, the drama that here we are, and A.D. and LeBron is out, and is going to be out probably close up to playoff times, who knows. Um, K.D. was out, now he's back playing, um, you're such a stacked team that now, James Harden for the first time in his career is just going to go ahead and take the next 10 days off um, for a quote-unquote injury. Um, well, we'll get more into that and the ridiculousness of the NBA and these stacked teams and how this is just killing the ratings because now you just got players taking games off left and right uh, and just market, chalking it up as injuries. Um, so convenient that as soon as KD comes back from his quote-unquote injury, um, Harden needs to go on a, his first ever quote-unquote injury. But those are the things that need to be focused on and and, and talked about and build up leading up to the, the playoffs and the championship versus worrying about all this other political stuff. Uh, at the end of the day, that's, that's where the focus needs to be, and that, that's why we do the things that we do. Um, like I said, next Thursday, April 15th, we will be 10 years old. So looking forward to that. Um, Monday night, we got Race Chat Live right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network at 8 o'clock. Make sure you guys tune in to that. Um, of course, I will be back in the studio. Hopefully it will be Tuesday night, but it could be a Wednesday night, depending on the, the work schedule. Um, it wouldn't be a Wednesday night, it'd be Tuesday or Thursday. Uh, but hopefully we'll be back on the Tuesday night. Hopefully nothing else comes up where I gotta be uh, getting ready for any kind of I'm tired of all these rides, what we call them rides, and basically inspections. Uh, it was just two or three weeks ago that they had higher ups on in. Um, but then today V P and regional director are in and then in about three weeks we, we got everybody riding around and basically we on another dog a pony show so uh um, April, I think April 27th is what they said. So uh, not looking forward to that, which would be a Tuesday. Um, well, that means Monday would be the day it would be like getting ready for it on Tuesday, and they should make their rounds before um, at the end of the day. Um, so I, I'd assume I wouldn't be there no later than 5 or 6 o'clock. Um, so uh, should be back in here um, 8 o'clock on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, don't forget, you guys can follow us on Twitter, at um, 110 Nation. Also, check us out on Facebook, the 110 Nation Sports. Make sure you guys jump over to the site, www.the110nationsports.com. For all the latest going on here at the 110 Nation, um, I think we've gotten everything pretty much lit up, done, and taken care of. Um, just glad to be back on there, glad to be back in the studio. Glad to know that uh my volume's right on here so I don't have to worry about people not hearing me. Um, so that's that's a good thing as well. So looking looking good all aspects of this tonight. So glad. Glad, glad, glad. Um, this is why I stay off social media while I'm on the why is one of the people on my thing in taking a video of him in a boat, but that makes no sense. Anyway, um, uh, they did a comparison. Big Ben's 33 touchdowns and 10 interceptions is washed up, while Justin Herbert's 31 touchdowns and 10 interceptions is considered a young star. Um, I'm not sold on the whole Justin Herbert thing, and Big Ben is washed up. So, All right, you know. Ace and Ace of Spades. was let let's call it down the line. Let's let's not, let's not have double standards. We're have let's not have Major League Baseball double standards. Let's 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 call it anyway. Um, like I said, back in the studio Tuesday night. Make sure you guys catch the One Ten or the uh, Race Chat Live crew um, next Monday night. Um, jump to the site www. 110 nationsportscom for all the latest. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show with Mr. CJ Sports. You are a part of the 110 Nation, so be sure to visit the110nation.com for everything related to the show. You can follow CJ on Twitter at 110nation and on Facebook at 110nation Sports. Until next time.